Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Coach's Spot. I am Jason Powell, your host. I'm flying solo. Do not worry. Anthony is going to be here for the next Coach's Spot. Uh, we're going to tape one probably Saturday, so release it next week. So uh, you won't have to listen to just me, which I know is terrible. But thanks for coming to the Coach's Spot, where we talk about leadership, coaching, coaching systems, coaching pretty much everything, everything you need for every sport, every management position, every person that runs a company. It's all there. It's all there because it's all the same thing, right? It's all the same thing. So that's what today I'm actually going to get into that. I'm going to get into leadership, leadership, both in title and in not title. When you're not head, the head coach or you're not the main guru of whatever you're doing. And I've seen it a lot of times. I've seen it with uh, football. I've seen it in gymnastics. I've seen it everywhere where the person that is in charge isn't much of a leader. They sit back, they stay in their truck, they do whatever. They yell out instructions every once in a while. They talk to the assistant coaches every once in a while, but they're not a leader. There's a difference. Being in charge is different than being a leader. You see what I'm saying? I know you see what I'm saying because you're a coach or you're a manager, or you're a CEO, or you're whatever you are. I know you know what I'm saying, because you have people under you too that you wish would take a leadership role, and they don't do it. Here's the secret to becoming a great leader. Here it is. Are you ready? Hard work. That's not what you want to hear, but that's what I was told when I first was a coach. I was a compulsory coach. I was a peon, whatever you want to be. That's what I was. And I went to the head coach who was a very good friend of mine, happened to be my roommate at the time. And I asked him, what's the secret to being great as a coach? And he pulled me aside and he started, he looked around, made sure no one else was listening. And his voice got real low. And I knew I was getting knowledge, man. I knew that knowledge was coming. So I, I leaned in real close and he whispered in my ear, hard work, which sucked because that's not what I wanted a magic pill, right? I wanted him to be Morpheus and say, take the blue one to be a great leader and the red one to not care about anything for the rest of your life and go lay in bed. That's what I wanted. I wanted a magic pill. Well, guess what? There's no magic pill. And if you don't have leadership skills, the good news is with hard work, you can teach yourself to be a good leader or better yet, you can find someone else that's a good leader and they can teach you to be a good leader because that's all it is. It's a learned thing. Just like you can become better at everything. You want to become a better leader? You got to start leading. You got to be unpopular. Because that leader in school that was popular and everybody followed and everything else, he's you know where he's at. He's at Cobra Kai, man. Johnny's running the program. Guess what? People stop following when they realize you're full of crap, right? But the only way to be a better leader is to work at it. Now, how do we do that? How do you, how do you become a better leader? How do you work at becoming a better leader? First off, you start leading. You lead by example, and you just take charge, especially when other people are unwilling to take charge. You see it all the time in athletics. The coach is like, hey, go do this. And everybody just stands around. 
the coach isn't a yeller. Everybody just stands around and there's that one kid who irritates the crap out of you. That's like, come on, get there. Let's go. And they take off. And then everybody just follows. They don't necessarily like that kid. They don't necessarily want to follow that kid, but it's human nature. When someone takes a lead, other people jump in. And then here's what happens. Sooner or later, they start buying into it. They start buying into the system you're selling. And then next thing you know, you're a leader. But you got to read on it. You got you to learn all the time. Research it. Look at other great leaders. Emulate what you can. Throw out what is useless and get better. It's funny because I have podcasts, but I'm, I'm, I'm really, it's my neighbor and I were talking about it because he produces a lot of the shows and he's like, you know, you write Cause I'm right. I'm right in the middle of my book. I had an editing snafu, but my book's almost done. And he's like, he read the first chapter. He's like, I, I love it, man. It's spectacular. He goes, but you write exactly how you talk. There's no extra in there. I cut through all of it and get straight to what the point is. There's no extras. It's not eight pages. If I can fit it in in three pages, I fit it in three pages. There's not a bunch of extra. I'm just like, this is how it is. If you don't like it, I, sorry, I'm not going to explain myself. But go out and find leaders. It's, it's how I attacked my golf swing. I went out and I found golfers that were the that were great, uh, Louis Oosthuizen and and Paul Casey and people that were kind of built like me. Although I'm I'm more I'm thicker than they are, but they're about the same height. I found golfers that were similar builds and height wise and everything else, and that I really liked their swings. And then I started to emulate their swings. I took out what I needed and I got rid of what I didn't. And, and my golf swing got better because I'm not going to swing like Dustin Johnson. He's like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, however tall he is. I'm not going to swing like Brooks Kepka. He's bigger than me. I'm definitely not going to swing like Tiger Woods. But I went out and found golfers that were kind of built like me, and then I emulated their swings. Same thing with leadership, leadership styles. And here, I, I will tell you a story. I, when I first started coaching, I was a little – put back. I, I was a little depressed because all the teams that were winning at the first few competitions I went to had jerk coaches. They were jerks. They were over disciplinarians. They didn't, they, if their kids made a mistake, they didn't, they didn't, you know, they didn't sympathize. Their kids made a mistake. They didn't, they didn't help them out. They would just get over the next event. And I did, I, that's not me. That's not how I coach. So I was, I, was, I was very put off by it. And then I went to my first clinic. And the coach who was talking had a very successful program. Very successful. And he was just like me. He was joking with the girls. And they obviously loved him. And he's joking with them. And he's, he's you know he's totally laid back and he's like, Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Not like that here. Here's how you do it. And, and it's okay. No, no big deal. Don't worry about it. You know, it was, it was totally my personality. And if you listen to the other podcast, you wouldn't decide, you'd probably not think that's my personality, but it actually is, especially when I'm coaching. I'm a late, I'm kind of a laid back dude. 
I'm competitive, I'm intense, but at the same time, I'm not an over-disciplinarian. I have a group right now of little six, seven, six and seven-year-olds, and I feel like I'm disciplining them constantly. And uh, it's hard. It's hard for me because every five seconds, because they, the, they, they have the attention span of a squirrel, right? They're like, ah, running all over the place. And uh, I, I feel like I'm yelling all the time. I'm like, oh, they're going to hate my guts and everything else, but I have to get them disciplined because a lot of times it's a safety issue. Yesterday, one of them jumped right in the middle of the vault when someone was going. I mean, it's just oh, all day. But uh, that's how you have to be at that age. You have to be that way. But I found leaders that I wanted to emulate. I'm not Vince Lombardi, right? Who was a great leader, by the way, and was kind of a player, even though he was a disciplinarian, kind of a player's coach. Uh, I'm not customato. I'm not going to outsmart you and and manipulate you and try to get, no, that's just not me. So I went out and found coaches and leaders that were like me. And then I emulate. And that's what you have to do. Here's the thing also. If you're going to be a leader, you can't wait until they put you in the position to be a leader. Whether you work in the mailroom, whether you're mid-management, upper management, CEO. CEOs don't start acting like CEOs once they get the job. They acted like CEOs when they were still in the mailroom. Right? So they were leaders the whole time. And there's different levels of leaders, and we can totally get into that. Tier one, tier two, tier three, all the way up through tier five. Whatever you, we can get into that. I don't want to get into that now. I'd rather get into that when someone else, you know, when I have someone else on the podcast and we can kind of get into it. But there's leaders that lead through their charisma. We got Coca. uh, There's a bunch. I mean, Jerry Jones probably. Um, There's a bunch. There's a huge amount. And a lot of people used to say that was tier four, that that was the ultimate leader. I don't believe that. I believe there's a tier five. There's a leader that even when he's not there, his influence and how he's led continues. Because the problem with someone like Lee Iacocca is when he left, everything fell apart. Everything would fall apart every time he left because he... He led with that charisma. Donald Trump is kind of a good example. I know that, oh, is that people clicking off? Because <laughs> I said the dreaded T word. But those are people that lead through charisma. That's not the highest level of leadership. I don't believe so. I believe there's another level. And that's the level that puts systems in place and hires and has management that they're not threatened by. Not meaning that they're incompetent, meaning that their ego is out of the way and they can hire people just as good as they are. So that if they're gone, if something happens, if they go on vacation or whatever, the company doesn't go to crap. And you see it happen all the time. How many times do you see in the stock market a really charismatic CEO leaves a company and it drops points? Overnight, 100 points, boom, gone. Because everybody knows that that person led that company in a way that 
when they're not there, it's going to go to shit. Because believe it or not, there's actually a leadership style that hires managers that are less, that don't threaten upper management. I'm dead serious. I can't believe it either, that there's people that actually set themselves up to fail where they hire inferior managers that can be led like sheep. And if, they, if that CEO or that leader is gone, everything goes to hell. There's people that do that because, they're, because they have such low self-esteem and their egos are so fragile, they can't put anybody in there that might threaten their leadership role. That's not how you do it. You got to put strong people in place. You got to put people that could kick your butt because that's how you make whatever you're doing, company, program, sport, whatever, make it better because that's the bottom line. But you start that at day one. You start that at day one. And guess what? You're not going to make a lot of friends. Leaders aren't there to make friends. There's a difference between being a leader and being popular. And you got to recognize that. Leaders are usually respected, but they're not popular. Popular are only followed by the sheep. And at the end of the day, you don't really respect them. You might want to be them because they have great teeth or good hair or excellent bodies or whatever. Because that usually goes hand in hand with being popular. But to be a leader, you have to risk. There has to be risk. That's part of being a leader. Is You're, you're going to make decisions that when the rubber hits the road, it's ultimately your decision. And therefore, your failure. We've talked about this. Does everybody see how this is going full circle? Bam plug for Full Circle Warrior, which happens to be a a life coaching program that me and some friends are putting together. But you have to be willing to risk. But do you see how this is coming together full circle? If you've listened to the other episodes, you absolutely will. Because I talked about resistance. And then I've talked about ownership. And then I talked about, it's just, it's all coming around, right, people? It's all coming around. So. That's what we have to do. That's what you have to work on. That's what you're going for, right? Uh, I was looking at the time. 15 minutes. It's not a long one. Okay? So your assignment, if you choose to take it, is find leaders that you like, that you want to emulate. Dan Crenshaw is one that I like to emulate. Jocko Willick is one I like to emulate. Andy Frisella is one I like to emulate, although I don't swear quite as much as Andy. But find leaders that you want to emulate and then take what you can from them and then throw the rest away that doesn't work for you. Here's what's funny is a lot of those guys that I mentioned, you would think are conceited. They're not. They're confident. You think they were bullies. They're not. They're leaders. There's a difference. In today's society, it's hard to tell the difference. Everybody's like, you're bullying me. No, I'm holding you accountable. There's two totally different things. Two totally different things. I'm not bullying you. I'm not malicious. I'm not trying to hurt you. Because that's what bullying is. It's just trying to hurt somebody with your words. Or sometimes it escalates higher than that. But that's not what those guys do. 
they're inspiring, but they're not sit on the bench and inspire. They're not going to yell, hey, come on, you can do it. They're going to get up, push out of the way and show you how to do it. Right? So you got people to follow those guys. You got to have good, you got to have some self-confidence. You got to know the path. You got to see where we're going. And that's, that's, that's how I coach. I coach, I put the system together and then I say, Hey guys, you want to be successful? Bam, jump in the system. I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to scream at you. You don't want to do it. Don't do it. But I'll be totally honest with you. When we go someplace and you're not successful, I'll totally say, well, because you're not trusting the system and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And then I'll put it on me saying, what do I need to do to motivate that person? Because it's not about motivation at the end of the day. Motivation doesn't last. Discipline lasts. What am I doing to not make this person disciplined or help this person become disciplined? What tools am I not giving them? Is it, I have to yell and scream? Maybe my system isn't the system for them because that's not what I do. So then we find someone where they can be successful. Although I have very few that don't buy in and end up going somewhere else. Very few. Especially in cities where we have a gymnastics gym on every single corner. The fact that I lose so few is pretty impressive. You're always going to have gym hoppers, right? You're always going to have those. And I'll tell you what, the ones that did hop usually weren't part of the family anyway. They weren't part of the, they weren't part of the system. They weren't part of the team. So losing them really wasn't that big a deal. So deal with it. Uh, so that's it for today. I, I just wanted to talk about leadership, right? We've talked about it before. We will, we will definitely talk about it again. But do that. Find leaders that you respect. Find leaders that you can emulate. Find leaders that even if they're not your system, you can pull something from that. I'm a big reader. I read a lot of stuff. Uh, I did Dan Crenshaw's book. I've read Jocko Willock's book. I've read, a, man, so many books on leadership. How to, how to go from good to great. Great book. Even if you're a coach, it's about business, but it's about coaching. <laughs> Read it. It's very valuable. Very valuable. Good to great. It's a spectacular book. Uh, but I've read so many books on leadership from leaders. And you know what? Sometimes I get halfway through the book and I'm like, this isn't for me. And I don't finish and I throw it down. And then other one I'll read three, four times. I've read good to great four times probably. I know people are so blown away that I can read. It's so surprising. So that's it guys. So find some leaders, start emulating them. If you do not feel like you're leading right now in whatever you do, you got to start. You got to start. You got to risk. You got to risk and you got to start. Hardest part, hardest part of becoming a leader is starting because you're afraid people aren't going to like you. Well, guess what? People aren't going to like you. You got to risk that too. If you don't have haters, you ain't doing anything. You're not doing enough if you don't have haters. If you don't have haters, you got to work harder. Because Nobody, nobody criticizes the people that don't matter. They don't care. 
They only want to criticize those that are better than them. Everybody punches up. Nobody punches down. If you don't have haters, you ain't working. If you don't have haters, you're not making tough decisions. And to be a leader, you have to do that. Got it? So find a leader, emulate, read, read a book about a leader. Uh, start that today. That's how you get better. And then start leading today. Start making hard decisions. When you have that little gut feeling that you need to say something, say it. When you have that, I man, corporate America, I, you know how many times I've sat in meetings and somebody's saying something and every bone in my body is saying, don't raise your hand. Shut up. Easy route. Go the easy route. Just keep your mouth shut, Jason. Keep your mouth shut. Because I'm not good at telling, saying it diplomatically. I'm not good at sugarcoating it. Because, oh, man, everything gets lost in the translation when you try to sugarcoat stuff. I can't stand people that sugarcoat stuff. Right? You know how many times I've been in a meeting and I'm like, don't say Jason. And I can hear it because it's my wife's voice. You need this job. Keep your mouth shut. And I can't do it. And I'll be like, hey, uh, that's dumb. All the time. All the time. In coaching, and guess what? I've had, I've had real jobs other than coaching every time. I'm like, that's dumb. Why would we do that? That makes no sense. Walk me through it. Then they walk me through it. I'm like, yep, still dumb. But you got to do that. You got to be willing. My wife is a spectacular leader. She does not follow. She leads. She's unbelievable at it. She don't screw around. She'll be in, she'll be in meetings. And it's funny that it's her voice I hear telling me to shut up, but she's the first one. Guess what they do? When there's something going down, they all, like they're on, uh, they're on Zoom now all the time, right? Well, you can do individual chat. When they come up with something stupid, everybody will individually chat my wife and say, are you going to say something about that? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Bothers my wife. I'm like, that's what you get for being a leader. My wife could do whatever she wanted. She could be CEO of a company, no problem. She doesn't want to. She wants to work nine to five and be home for her kids. That's fine. She could have her own practice. She could run any company. She just likes nine to five and she can't even help herself from being a leader. Then she's strong. She's independent. She, she's a badass, a badass. And at the end of the day, that's what people want to follow. They don't want to, they don't want to follow people that they necessarily like. They want, they don't want to follow people that are just saying yes to a higher leader. That's not what they want. They want to follow the badass, 100%. They want to follow who they wish they could be. See, that's it. My athletes want to emulate the confidence that I have. They want to walk in and kick the door and be like, who's got second place? Because we know who's got first. That's how they want to be. 
because that's how I am. I'm like that all the time. I'm like that with this podcast. This is my best podcast. This is, this is the best out of the three podcasts I have. This one is the most successful. And every week we go up. We go up on our podcast. Every week we get more and more and more listeners. So thank you, first off, because I give you props. But failure is not an option. So we keep pushing. We keep pushing every week. I have an assistant. My assistant is like, got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. And she does it. My assistant, by the way, is a spectacular leader. Because I tend to be a procrastinator when it comes to things that aren't exactly coaching. And she's like, Jason, do this. Jason, get here. Jason, Jason, Jason. You know, she's good at it. She's a leader. Calling her an assistant doesn't do her justice. She is my upper management. (laughs) Right? So anyway, do that. Find leaders. Just research. Research quotes. Research leaders. If you want to be a better coach, if you want to be a better manager, if you want to be a better CEO, if you want to be better at whatever you do, branch manager, whatever you do, you have to research and get better at it. And people will notice. And when people notice, it makes you feel even better. And then you get, then you get the nerve to get even better. It's a scary thing, man. No one, I hated being a leader at first. Because I'm like, nobody likes me. They don't have to like me. Liking me is a bonus later on. Because here's what's funny is, when you're successful and you make the people around you successful, they end up liking you. It's that simple. At least they end up respecting you. And to me, that's much more important than like. So anyway, thanks guys for listening to the Coach's Spot. Like, comment, share, right? Do all that good stuff. Mm-mm-mm. Please comment. Please comment. By the way, if you want to get a hold of me, if you have any questions about coaching, if you have any questions about how to become a better leader, if you have any questions about resistance, if you have any questions about all these things we've talked about in our podcasts, okay? If you have a question for Anthony, who's on here quite a bit, if you have a question for Will, who's on here all the time. You got a question, email me, jason at jasontpowell.com. Please email me. I have no problem answering your questions, right? If you want to talk about coaching, email me. It's free, right? Come on, let me help. Anyway, Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. I will talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for listening. We totally appreciate you. And bye.